We saw that Abimelech conspires with the people of Shem and together they kill the entire family of Gedon, Abimelech's brothers. 69 people except for the youngest brother Yosem who manages to escape. And uh, the people of Shem then crown Abimelech as their ruler and uh, which means that they were really aiding and abetting the crime he committed in killing all his brothers. Yosem, as you saw, gave him the marshal, which we spoke about in the last Bishirim, the marshal of the trees, and that they had chosen the thorn tree uh, to rule over them. And like we saw, the thorn tree, on the one hand, can protect the other trees. It can prevent predators because of its thorns. On the other hand, the thorn tree is dry wood, and if it's going to catch a light, then it's going to be the source of the fire which will burn the other trees with it. And that's what Yosem leaves them with. He says, if you did the right thing, by protecting yourselves from all the sons of Gidon, by murdering them, so that Abimelech was a protector who protected the people of Hashem. But if he did the wrong thing, then you should know that's going to be the source of the destruction which is going to envelop Hashem. That's what we're up to. Until now, we're holding a apostle of Chav Place, and we're going to see how the story of Abimelech's rulership of Hashem comes to a brutal end. Um, now, being as this part of the story is not so well known, and a few details here, so what I'd like to do is first just go through all the psukim until the end of the parak to just so we understand the storyline of what exactly happened and the sequence things happened. And then afterwards, by Hashem, we can look back at the next year and uh, learn the lessons we meant to learn from what the Rabbi is telling us. So again, Pasuk of place, and the Pasuk says, Vayasar Avimelech al Yisrael Shalishonim. Avimelech ruled over Shem for three years. The idea of, of Srara is rulership by force. And therefore, even though originally they had wanted him to be a king, the master, he exerted his force in order to maintain his rulership. We already saw this previously, and that is somebody whose quality that he was chosen for to be a leader is the fact that his power, his uh, physical strength, so that's going to be what's going to characterize his leadership. And therefore, he's going to exercise that same physical uh, strength over the people who appointed him in order to maintain his control. Now, we saw this previously. A ruler who's appointed because of his greatness, so then he'll become a ruler who's accepted willingly because he's great. A ruler who's appointed because of his ability to be more powerful, to overcome opposition. So if that's the case, when there's no external opposition, he's going to exert authority by force. He's going to use that power he has to crush, to suppress internal opposition. Which is Hashem sends the spirit of mutual distrust, hatred, between Abimelech and the people of Shem. And they rebel against him. In order to pay back the crime which was committed against the 70 sons of Gidon, and the fact that their blood was sold for nothing, to, so to speak, put the guilt onto Abimelech, the brother who killed him, and the support that is given from the people of Shem, who enabled him to kill his brothers. So now how did the people of Shem show their rebellion against Abimelech? They put uh, ambushes on the hills around surrounding Shem. 
that any, as <coughs> the king Abimelech has obviously uh, deliveries which are coming to him or exports he was sending out and the people of Hashem organized that uh, they would so to speak highwaymen who would impede the progress of any delivery coming towards Abimelech or anything he sent out of Shechem they would steal from them and more than that the Mephoshim pointed out there was also the intention to use his highwaymen to trap Abimelech himself if he would try and leave and Abimelech finds out about it and he leaves Shechem he realizes that the people are conspiring against him he leaves Shechem and now it happens an interesting side show to the story Vayavay Gal ben Evet Ve'echov Gal ben Evet He doesn't tell us more about who he is This gives us his name But he arrives with his His followers In Shem Now The fact that he's called Ben Evet Is in- interesting It could be that was his father's name But it doesn't unfortunately explain That Ben Evet means he's the son of Avodim He wasn't a, a Jew in his own right He was a slave which had uh, somehow become free, and uh, with his band of like followers, if one calls it that, then he had joined together with them, and they came into Shvayav and Bishchem. They passed through Shvayav. Still means that he's Jewish. Right? He's um, an that was free. If that was the case, Rashi says no so that he was from a different nation. Uh, it's not clear. Rashi means, that means that means in ancestry he's from a different nation, or he's still from a different nation. God, free. Yeah, but uh, so they come to Shem. The people of Shem trust him, and they want to use him as somebody who's going to be their warlord to fight Avimelech. So they went into the field. They harvest their vineyards. They pressed the grapes into wine. They made a, a celebration. In other words, a celebration to. Give the to so to speak a loan to a point. This person Galben Eved is the leader. By Yovayo Beisaleheim they came to the the house of the Zara the Beisabal. By Yechlu by Yishtu and they ate and they drank there to celebrate the the acceptance of Gal as a leader, which is a very interesting comparison to the pasuk which happened before when they appointed Avimelech as a king. There also it says that they all gathered together and. Uh, they also feasted to celebrate at Abimelech. And here it's against Abimelech. So now, Gal, the new leader, says to them, What's Abimelech worth that the people of Shem should serve him? He's only a son of Gidon, which means that if it had been Gidon, there would have been a reason to serve him because he had saved Israel. But the, what he was saying was, Abimelech has no rights to our allegiance. He didn't do anything for us. He just happens to be a son of uh, a son of Gidon. Oh, Zvul Pekidoi. The Zvul is his function. Zvul was the person, like the mayor, for once, the person in charge of the city of Shem. And he said, we don't have to fear Abimelech, and therefore we don't have to fear his his underling, this person called Zvul, who was in charge of the city, either. And the fact that he was their ruler in the past, so he says, if, if you're worried about past rulers of Shem, and if there's Anshe Chamar of Yishchem, we know from the time of the Torah that the ruler of Shem was named as Chamar. So he says, if you're looking to the, who was and the rights to rule Shem in the past, we should go right back to Chamar. He was the original king or ruler of Shem, 
And uh, just like we aren't bound to him, we aren't bound to having Melech either. Why therefore should we serve or work for Abimelech? Which means until now, the people of Shechem had defined Abimelech, but they hadn't found a leader who was willing to lead them against Abimelech. And now when this person, Gal, comes along, so they see him as somebody who is willing to lead them, and they switch allegiance from Abimelech to him. And then Gal says, If only I would have these people in my hand, you know, the people of Shechem would be behind me, Vasiris Abimelech. And I would remove Abimelech from Shechem. Abimelech, and then he says, not directly Abimelech, because he wasn't there, but rather he says about Abimelech, he says, Rabbi gather your forces and come, like, come forward. In other words, he challenged him to a battle. Now, we'll see why it had to be, why Hashem brought the Onish in such a way that it wasn't the people of Shechem's own initiative, but rather they found somebody else who was willing to lead them in their rebellion against Abimelech. Abimelech still had those people who were loyal to Minshem. One of them was this person, Zvul, who was the mayor of the city. So it says, You heard that Gal ben Evet was stirring up the population against Abimelech and against him. He wants to, he wants to take revenge. He sends messengers to Abimelech Here's those who showed him said it's the name of the place where Abimelech was hiding out now that he had been banished from Shechem. And those who say was Lashon Tarmus, which means he said, use a trick to try and uh, defeat the people of Shechem. And he said, He named Gal and his brothers came to Shechem and they're making the city into enemies. They're so those people. Working, making the city uh, ready to fight against you. So what should he do? And therefore he gives advice to Abimelech, he says, come with your people who are still loyal to you, and make an ambush in the fields. In the morning when the sun starts to rise, then get up early and use the opportunity to launch a preemptive strike in the city. You attack the city before they come to attack you. Because what's going to happen otherwise is he, Gal, and the people who are with him in Shem are going to come out to fight you. And therefore, if you're going, when you attack them first, you'll be able to do to him what you want, in other words, you'll attack him first. So that's what he does. And they camp around Shem from all four sides. So in the morning, So Gal with his people stayed by the gates of the city. And then all the people who were ambushing Shechem from all the sides, they get up and start rising in Shechem. So When was Abimelech kicked out of Shechem? At an earlier stage, like we saw, when it says that they were Vayivgudu, that they rebelled against him. So that stage in Pesach of Gimel, at that stage they kicked him out of Shechem. It doesn't say that And he sees people coming from all the different sides. And so he says to Zvul, who's, like we said, the mayor of the city, I see people coming down from the mountains. So Zvul tells him, no. You're seeing the shade of the mountains, because it was early morning. So he says, you think it's people, it's really just the shadows. 
why this is important to the story, but as we'll see afterwards. And the guy checks again, he says, speaks a second time, and he says, I see people coming down, not just from the mountains, but from the Tarar, it's the middle of the ground. And I see them coming from much nearer. And, there was, and I see some of them coming from the other direction, behind him, which is a place called Eilam Oyunim. In other words, Abimelech had made an ambush on all four sides. So he saw the people coming from all different directions. And now Zvul tells him, where, 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 you stand back up what you said. I should tell me, you said, These are the people that you, that you rebelled against. You thought you were going to uh, defect from Abimelech, you were going to um, make yourself, so to speak, ruin his place. So God invited. So Gal goes up with the people of Shem, but he knocks him by He finds Avimelech, and Avimelech is more powerful. They very defy Avimelech. They honestly find off. and Avimelech chases him, and they return and run, and defeat. And many fall dead until they get back to the gates of the city of Shem. Abimelech wasn't strong enough to enter Shechem. He chased them back into the city, but then they locked the gates, defended themselves. But now that Israel have suffered a defeat, the people of Shechem have suffered a defeat, so they weren't so enamored of Gal anymore. And therefore Zvul, who was loyal to Abimelech, like we saw beforehand, is able to chase Gal and his brothers out of the city. Now, as far as the people of Shechem are concerned, so they uh, their war against Abimelech was out, is over. Gaal was the one who's leading the war. They'd been defeated, and Gaal was chased out of the city. So from their point of view, they weren't trying to fight anymore. What happens is, the next day, the people got into the fields. In other words, they had locked themselves out the day before, so Abimelech couldn't get to them. And then they thought the threat was over, so the next day they opened up the gates of the city, and they go out to the fields. And Vayegidu Abimelech again. Abimelech had his informers in Shem, and he tells they tell him that the city is no longer being sealed. People are going back out of the city again. So what does he do? Vayikach Hasa'am. He takes them with him. Vayechatz and Nishlei Shiloshim. He divides them into three groups. Vayerav Basoli again. He makes an ambush them in the field. Vayar Vinei Am Yetsi Vinayir. And he waits and he sees the people coming to the city. Vayakam Aleim Vayakim. And then they get up and they attack them. Now, this wasn't in the context of a battle. Like we first explained over here, that it was just to take revenge on the people of Shem. Abimelech and the heads who were with him, those who first explained, meant that he broke into three groups, so referring to the other groups, or it just means the soldiers who were with him. So they, they came, now they, uh, Abimelech and his group, they spread out and they blocked the entrance to the city. Which means that way they prevented all the people coming back into the city again. They broke their escape route. Ushnei Rashim and the two other groups of his soldiers, they killed everyone in the field. The same Abimelech. In other words, these weren't soldiers, and the, 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 the idea here was just to kill the people of Shem. There was not a, it wasn't like that was in the context of a battle. Abimelech nilcham b'hir kara yamahu, and then Abimelech turns to find the city. Captures the city, 
he kills the people inside it. He destroys the city and all the buildings. And then all the farmland, he, he, he basically he plows it with salt, which means it makes it unarable land. Why would he do that? Just to take revenge. But, but he, he's the ruler there. He, he, what's he going to rule now? Destroy the city? Yeah. And we'll see that's part of the... That, that's part of the city tomorrow. What was Abimelech trying to do? But basically, he, he doesn't try to regain control. He just tries to kill everybody. Like we'll see next. All the, the people from the Migdal Hashem, which seems to be... He doesn't question what it means, the Migdal Hashem. He just said he destroyed the city of Hashem. So the Migdal Hashem, the Tower Hashem, seems to be something else. Or with all the people who sought refuge in the Tower of Shechem. And so they were here with Abimech destroyed the city. So what did they do? So, this was the temple of the Avedazar. So they all barricaded themselves in, this, in the house of the Avedazar. So, all the people of the Middle of Shechem have gathered in the base of Avedazar. What does Abimelech do? Again, there's, with the, the, the plan wasn't to try and regain control. The plan was just to try and destroy the people of Shechem. So what does he do? Abimelech goes to a mountain called Harat Salmon, which is next to Shechem. With the soldiers who are with him. Abimelech takes axes with him. He, he cuts down branches of trees. He picks them up and puts them on his shoulders. He tells the people with him, What you saw that I did, do the same. So each of the people in Navi Melech's camp, they chop down trees, they take the branches, throw them on their shoulders. And they put it around this building where the, big, the people of Midrash Shechem were. So basically they make a pie and they stack it all around with these branches. And they ignite on fire and the whole building comes burns to burns down. And all the people who are in the middle of Shem, they get burnt, they get killed, a thousand people. Again, Abimelech is just motivated as you see to take revenge, not to try and regain control. Now, having now destroyed Shem, so Abimelech then journeys to Tevet. The Persian tells us it's another town which hasn't been mentioned by name before. But nevertheless, Abimelech goes to Tevet and he tries to attack Tevet as well. Even though Tevet wasn't Shem, again, I don't see right if it's but one of the Persian suggests that Rabbi, for example, that that uh, they, he felt that maybe they had been uh, <coughs> supporters of Shechem or helpers of Shechem, in which case he wanted to kill them as well. So he it, camps against David, but he conquers David. There was a tower in the city. Everyone runs to the tower for protection. And all the people in the city enter the tower as well. They lock themselves inside and they climb to the roof of the tower. So they barricaded themselves into the tower against Abimelech. Ayav Abimelech had a migdal, so Abimelech gets to the tower. Ayyidochi boy, so he tries to fight against it. How does he want to do that? He wants to burn it down as well. Ayyidochi boy, so he comes to the door, to the gateway to the to this tower, but inside the bridge he wants to burn it. What happens is all the people are watching, they're on the roof. 
So what happens? Vatashlech isha achas. Pelech recha varoshi melech. One of the ladies on the roof, she sees a melech at the bottom, trying to set the time for Aisha. She takes a millstone and she throws it off the edge of the building. It obviously falls and it hits a melech who's standing at the bottom of the building. Vatarat is called Galta. She smashes his skull. So he realizes that he's going to die. He calls his arms bearer and he says to him, Take the sword and kill me. Why? Because he doesn't want the, in, the indignity of being said about him that a lady killed him by throwing the sword on his head. So his sword bearer stabs him and impales him and he dies. And that was the end of the battle. We made now also dead. Also died, and everyone goes back home. Which means there was nothing to be gained from this war. Just everyone got killed. Uh, people of Shlomo were killed, the Melech were killed, and then just everyone goes back to where they were before. And therefore we see a different level now of the punishment, which tomorrow we'll discuss what it means, that Hashem paid back the, the evil of the Melech. Besides what we said beforehand, Hashem paid back what he did to his brothers. Now Hashem is paying back what he did to his father to kill all his father's sons. Now this was a raw for Gidon. And all his sons got killed. So that's an element of the middle connected middle. We'll see by the Shem tomorrow exactly where Abimelech was paid back also for that part of the punishment of what he did to Gidon. And the called Ras and Shechem. All the bad that the people of Shechem did by supporting Abimelech, Chayshev and Akim Bereshem, Hashem paid it back to you, they all got destroyed. And besides that, we also the second point. The city also got destroyed. Not just the people, the city, the fields, everything was destroyed. And exactly what Yosem ben Yerubal cursed them with came to fruition. That Yosem cursed them that if what they did to Gideon was wrong, and to his family was wrong, then a fire would come out of and burned the people of Shechem, which is exactly what happened. He destroyed them, he burnt the city, he burnt the Migdal. And he said, and in return, the, the fire will come to the people of Shechem and destroy Abimelech, which has happened as well. That Abimelech also got killed in the, in the battle. Now, that's the end of the story of Abimelech. What we need to understand is the that... The city of Shechem was destroyed? And, uh, yes, the fire of Shechem was destroyed. Right, and that we, we need to understand that. The last five words is He comes back? No, the curse that he he said came to be. What, what happened to Yosem? He ran away. He ran away. He escaped. We don't hear from him again. We don't hear from him? No. So, but what he cursed him with came into be. Uh, what you need to understand, well, the, the first one you already spoke about, and that is we see that the same mid of Avimelech. To kill all his brothers, even though they weren't a fair fame. They weren't, uh, they weren't vying for leadership and they definitely weren't trying to attack him. But that we spoke about the evil of the Melech and that uh, he, w- w- he was motivated to kill them just really for no good reason. But uh, just to kill them. And uh, that same middah we see against people of Shem. At the beginning they had somebody to lead them and they were in opposition to him when Gaal ben Evid was there. But after Gal ben gets kicked out of Shechem and they don't want to lead the war anymore, the people of Shechem weren't trying to fight him. They were, they, was, they, weren't, they were no longer a threat to him. And yet we see the same of Abimelech. If he's willing to kill all his brothers, he's also willing to kill just to take revenge. 
not because he's going to gain anything from it. And that's why he, like it's, the Apostle tells us, he kills the people of Shechem, even when they were defenseless. The ones who went out into the field, he traps them to kill them. And afterwards, everyone who was trapped in the tower, he burns them alive. That was the same Rav of Imelech. And uh, that's the first part of the Mirak and Agamidah. That uh, the people of Shechem, who chose him as a ruler, knowing what he had done, but so they got to feel exactly the brunt of the of the row, the evil that he what he to his brothers, he ended up doing to them as well. And like we said last time, I'm just going to finish the first point we mentioned last time also. And we've seen this historically also that uh, a nation who chooses a king or a ruler who's who's a despot, who's willing to use force to destroy the opposition, it, it turns around against his own people too. Uh, the middles don't change. And if a regular person feels his people are the enemy, and he's going to unleash that same terror on his own people. We see this by various rulers in the time of the French Revolution. We see this by the rulers of the communism in Russia. That, that Yes, they were chosen because they were ruthless. But the same ruthlessness they got unleashed against them when the ruler felt that he was threatened. And uh, it's, we already see in the story of Avimelech. A ruler is chosen because he's a thorn tree. Uh, in other words, he's going to act to... Use those thorns against the people who chose him to. That's the first part of the story. How the same Abimelech was willing to call his brothers had no compunctions about killing all the people of Shem. What we talk about tomorrow is what was the, what was the revenge against Abimelech? You know, why, why was the punishment which he received a minute and a minute for what he did?